Welcome to the Viewpoints Podcast. My name is Jason Weber. Thank you for joining us for this second episode. Lately, I've been spending a lot of time with teams talking about the ability to adapt. Our workplaces are seeing a significant amount of changes. We are being asked to operate in the unknown. And I know we've we've talked a lot about that, right? We, we've heard it. I think some may even say, all right, I've heard it enough uh, over the last you know 18 to 20 months with everything that's been going on with the pandemic, how it's impacted our workplaces. But I think we're we're moving into another change that is creating some issues for us. And one of them is the inability of our team members to be adaptable. And here's what I mean by that. I have heard, I have seen, and I've noticed that in many organizations, employees are having a hard time coming back to the office. They're having a hard time re-engaging and interacting with their peers. There's a lot of concerns. There's a lot of uncertainty. What's okay? What's not? Do we shake hands? Do we not? How close do you get? Do you wear a mask? Can we mandate it? I mean, all of these things that add to the confusion. And it's almost as if we are needing to kind of relearn how to interact and work with others. And with that relearning, a skill that we all need is really being highlighted, and that's adaptability. In John Maxwell's book, The 17 Essential Qualities of a Team Player, his very first essential quality is adaptability. And I love that because I think we've seen and we know and and I think we can identify so many examples of where adaptability was required. I can think in, in my career progression, starting where I did, moving through multiple different industries, adaptability was essential. If you couldn't adapt, you weren't going to be successful. I think looking at the environment that we're in today, adaptability isn't taking on a new meaning, but I think it's different. I think what we're needing to do is ask people to be adaptable in different ways. You know, when we think about the overall dynamics of a team, you know, when we break it down to its basic core, it's a group of people, right? It's a group of people that are working together. We all have different perspectives. We all have different viewpoints. We all have different wants and needs and desires and behaviors. And that's not right or wrong. But in order for a team to be effective or really successful, they have to be able to learn how to work together. They have to learn how to adapt. You know, Maxwell says here that teamwork and personal rigidity don't just don't mix. If you want to work well with others and to be a good team player, you have to be willing to adapt yourself to your team. Now, think about that, because what we're doing here is we're saying you have to adapt yourself to your team. 
This isn't saying your team has to adapt to you, but you have to adapt yourself to your team. Everyone needs to adapt. To me, it says that there's a willingness. There needs to be a desire, a want that I want to work effectively with others. We may see things differently, but ultimately for the success of the team, we need to work effectively together. And how do we do that? We have to figure it out. We have to be able to identify what are the expectations we have? What are the requirements that we are going to set for each other in order for our team to operate and function in an aligned fashion? Within all of that is our need to adapt. Maxwell provides four key points that I want to cover here. The first one is teachable. And he starts out with this quote from Diana Nyad. She says, I'm willing to put myself through anything. Temporary pain or discomfort means nothing to me as long as I can see that the experience will take me to a new level. I am interested in the unknown, and the only path to the unknown is through breaking barriers. Now, how many of us are willing to put ourselves voluntarily into this uncomfortable, the unknown? I was having a conversation with a client the other day, and, and we were talking about showing up. And really, the ability to celebrate showing up, and, and I know it seems so simple, but a lot of times when we're dealing with this unknown, we're dealing with you know, this uncertainty of, is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? How are we going to solve this problem? It can be very easy for us to talk ourselves out of it. It can be easy for us to say, I don't want to leave this comfort zone. So instead, we don't show up. Or we, we kind of defer, we rely on others to go through that uncertainty or that unknowing. And then we jump back in after they've gotten some clarity. You know, I'm curious as to what value there is in uncertainty. Me personally, I love walking into the unknown. How is this program going to impact the organization? I don't know, but let's try it. How is this webinar going to impact our listeners? I don't know, but let's try it. What if we make the wrong decision? Well, what if? Well, then what can we learn from it and move on? I mean, these are all areas of the unknown. That can be really difficult. So how do we get ourselves there? You know, we have to be open to being taught. We have to be open to knowing, A, I don't know it all. B, that other individuals are going to have different perspectives. They're going to have different ideas. How can those ideas help me, benefit me? You know, if I can be open, and as leaders, if, if we can be open to hearing what other people have to say, I believe we expand our, our, our knowledge, our ability to look at situations in multiple ways. Now, when I say that, just because I'm going to be open to hearing about what others have to say, what their perspectives are, what their ideas are, it doesn't mean I have to agree with every one of them. 
Now, hear me when I say that. If I'm going to be open to hearing, to open to being taught by others, then what I'm saying is I'm willing to set aside my view of the world. I'm willing to set aside those deep beliefs and be open to hearing. I want to know what you're seeing. I want to know how you would respond. If I don't agree, that's okay. But by being open, I'm allowing myself to see another point of view. And, you know, the other thing is this. I may not agree with it right now, but it may come in value. It may, be, it may become valuable for me down the road. You know, I think we, we tend to get so stuck in our way. You know, this is how it's been successful for me. This is how I've gotten through it. That we forget to say, what about others? What are other viewpoints? What are other ways that we could look at this? So I encourage you to think about how could you be teachable? You know, think about a situation where you maybe approached it status quo. And I'll challenge you. Go ask somebody who either A, doesn't know anything about the situation, or B, you know would disagree with you. And ask them how they would handle it. And the challenge isn't asking. The challenge is being open to being willing to listen, to hear. And again, how are you going to internalize it? Are you going to just quickly take that information and go, oh, nope, I don't agree with them and move on? Or are you going to be willing to say, okay, that's an interesting point. You know, initially, I might, I, I normally wouldn't agree with that, but let's explore that. Let's talk about that. And, and I'm confident and I know the value that you're going to get from that is going to benefit you so much. All right, another element is emotionally secure. And again, this comes from John Maxwell, is emotionally secure. And he says, another characteristic of adaptable people is security. People who are not emotionally secure see almost everything as a challenge or a threat. You know, when we go back to this idea of being open, being adaptable, being willing. What we're doing is we're, 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 we're putting ourselves into being confident of who we are, being confident that we know what's going on. And if we don't, we're confident we know we're going to be able to figure it out. We're going to be able to analyze the details. We're going to be able to work through the different options that may come before us. You know, when you're faced with a new situation, how do you respond? Do you respond in a neutral tone where you're open? You're willing to take in the environment around you? Or are you rushing to make a decision? Are you rushing to make sure that you can get that uncertainty out of the way? You know, again, that, that ability to sit in the unknown, that's hard. That's difficult to do. However, those that are able to kind of just be present in that unknown to say, let's take another step and see where it goes. Let's take another step and see where it goes. Knowing that at any given point, if I were to stop you and say, make a decision, you could make a decision. 
Is it going to be all the information you need? I don't know. Is it going to be a decision that you make and then a week or a month later, all of a sudden you get new information that makes you say, huh, I need to change that decision? Probably, but that's okay. If we're willing to look at the situations that we encounter as leaders in the moment, to be present, to be patient, to be willing to adapt to whatever may come our way, again, we're going to be able to move even further along in our growth. Now, the third one that John Maxwell says is creativity. Creativity, I, I love this because how do you define creativity? What's creative to me may not be creative to you. And I think ultimately it goes back to our ability and our willingness to be open. How do I know if what we're doing is creative? I don't. The only way I can find out, the only way I can measure my thoughts is by asking those around me, by asking others, how would you respond to this? How would you respond to this? This goes back to that being teachable. If we're not willing to put ourselves out there, if we're not willing to say, I'm open, I'm willing to be, to be taught in this moment, we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to truly be creative. And how is it that we can become creative? Well, in, in one way, it's being able to explore multiple ideas. Maybe it's saying, how do I solve problem A? Well, I can give you option A, option B, option C, option D, and, and go on. Maybe that's creative. Or maybe you say something like, okay, well, how would we respond to this? We would respond uh, in, in, in this fashion. Okay, throw that one out. Let's come up with a new way of responding. Maybe that's creative. Regardless, those who don't react with fear, as John Maxwell says, are the really creative people. Let's try it. Let's go there, even if we blow it. You know, this, this connects back to the idea of being okay with failure. You know, how do we define that? How do we look at that? If we try something and it doesn't work, okay. So what can we learn from it? How can we grow from this experience? Because really, if you think about it, every experience, even if it's a failure, can connect back to your ability to be creative, your ability to be emotionally secure, and your ability to be taught. All right. Now, the fourth one and the final one, according to John Maxwell, is service-minded. And he says people who are focused on themselves are less likely to make changes for the team than people who are focused on serving others. Now, I connect this very closely with servant leadership. Servant leadership, the idea of putting the needs of others, ensuring that they are held accountable, that they are able to achieve their full potential. If I only look, if I only look out for myself, I'm not going to be successful. Sure, I may come up with a couple wins here and there, but in the long run, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail miserably. I'm not going to have followers. I'm not going to have people who, who, um, who want to go along with me. This reminds me of a conversation I was having the other day with uh, one, of my, uh, one of my supervisors. And we were talking about uh, training that we are putting together on the balance of, well, really, it's looking at resilience through the balance of ego and humility. 
Again, it's looking at resilience through the balance of ego and humility. And another way that we had connected is through David Brooks' work. Now, David Brooks, um, the book that I'm heavily involved in right now is The Second Mountain. And the best way to summarize it is we've got two mountains. The first mountain is the mountain of success, right? We, we go to high school, we graduate, we get a job. Some of us may go to college. We go to trade school, whatever it is. We get a job. We start earning a salary. Maybe we decide to um, you know, get married and have children. Maybe we don't. Regardless, we start acquiring these material things. And we, we build them up because, you know, we could say that we look at it, the material will define our success. Now, we know that's not always the case, but that's what he's getting at. And then we've got the second mountain, and the second mountain is significance. And significance is about the impact. It's about relationships. What influence do we have on others how are we serving others? How are we sharing our gifts and our talents to ensure that others are just as successful? Now, David Brooks goes on to talk about a number of thoughts around how you can move between the mountains, how some people may only live on the mountain of, uh, the mountain of success and others will go to the mountain of significance. And it's going to be different for everyone. But regardless, what are we doing? Are you service-minded as a leader? Are you focused on making sure that your team has the resources they need to be successful? That they've got the training, they've got the tools, they have the ability to collaborate, they have clarity in expectations, they know the vision, they know where they're going, and they have the ability to feel empowered, to take that on as a personal challenge. You know, I know a lot of times, especially as leaders and, and really new leaders, we say, I want to prove myself. I want to show that I know what I'm doing. But think about, let's, let's take the supervisor title off of it. Think about your team member, a, a, you know, a coworker of yours. If they're only focused on themselves, only focused on making sure they have all the knowledge, they know how to do the work, how are you feeling? Do you trust them? What does that do to your relationship? Now take those answers and apply that to a supervisor role. Would you trust them? Would you want to work with them? Would you want to work for a leader who was self-serving versus a supervisor or a coworker that had a service mindset? Where it's not about me, it's about us. Because if I come to work at a company, then... What, I, what the company is paying me to do is to make sure that the company is successful. So to recap, when we think about this idea of being adaptable, adaptable in the workplace, adaptable with our peers, with the projects that we have, there are four key things I want you to remind yourself of. First, teachable. And you can ask yourself, am I teachable? Am I open? Am I willing to be taught? Second one is emotionally secure. Am I leading or am I responding by fear? Or am I responding through a confidence that will figure it out, will be successful? The third one is creative. 
how open are you to look at situations and say, you know what, let's try it. Let's see what we can learn out of this. And finally, the ability to be service-minded, not focusing on yourself. Of course, you want to focus on yourself at times, right? You want to make sure that you are developing yourself in the right way. But the work that you do, are you service-minded? Are you thinking of others? Are you bringing them in? Are you including them? Are you making sure that others have the opportunity to be successful? I'd love to get your feedback. I'd love to hear, you know, what do you think about this, this idea of adaptability? For our next episodes, I'm going to talk a little bit about this idea of viewpoints, uh, the title of this podcast. We're going to explore servant leadership. What does that look like? And we're going to continue talking about different qualities of a team player. And again, this is a book that was written by John Maxwell. I would encourage you, take a look at it. I think there's a lot of great points and a lot of great elements in there that we can all consider. So thank you for taking the time to listen to the Viewpoints podcast. Again, I welcome your feedback. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And until next time, take care.